Don't you talk. You just play what it. The world means oh, okay. now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just to What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Yay Martinez. This is Big Jeff. And this is Beauty and the Beast Mode Podcast. Thanks for being with us. We're happy you guys to know. have you. Yeah, you guys know we stopped counting a while back. Yes, we did. Yeah, we, 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 decided, we decided to switch it up into uh, having seasons. Season? And we're on... We're going to be going on season six soon, right? Or is this season six? <laughs> Pretty soon we won't even have seasons, guys. We're just not even going to do that either. <laughs> um, so, go ahead. So, what are you going to say, bro? Is this officially season six or are we still season five over here? Oh, uh, you muffled up a little bit. I think it's your blue lip. It's not, it's not functioning with your upper lip. Are we officially season six here, or are we still season five? This is season six. Welcome oh, to you, season six, everybody. What's your little holiday drink, man? What is that? Pinky's up. A little venti hot caramel brulee latte. Oh, okay. Sounds delicious. It's yummy. Gives me a I little just... kick in the teeth. I'd just be over here with my cold-pressed lemon water. Ooh. So my daughter drinks lemon water, but it's either with a fresh-squeezed lemon in there or lemon juice. And she puts way too much of both in. To where she's like, want a sip? It tastes really good. To where, like, my lips... So it's like lemonade. Bro, no. Like, my lips to my butthole pucker up. Like... Oh, way too much lemon. It's like that lemonade at that famous chicken spot. That's right. And <laughs> if they start giving us some of that cluck cluck money, we'll plug. But we ain't plugging you until you pay us. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So uh, if I was, if we were together, it would be a little cafe Bustello. We're not. We're not together. In person. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, bro, are you are you are you leaving me? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I for, I was about to make some coffee before we jumped on. I totally just uh, zoned out and got prepped and wanted to make sure that I was on here on time. Uh, you know, I can't speak for other people in the space, but I was here on time. So, I mean, since I always share and I'm always straight up. I believe I sent you a text earlier that kind of okay. laid out uh, laid out what I was going to do from yeah. 11 a.m. on. Yeah, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. All those yes. things should have been accomplished between 11 a.m. and 11.59 a.m. They so were. So that at 12 p.m., we're go. It was, you never said a hard start at 12 p.m.? Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. Hey, bro, you know what I watched over this little break? 
Do you, I love how you segued out of, so I did not read that text message of what I did. What did you watch? The movie, I think it's called Don't Just Look Up or Don't Look Up? Don't Look Up. Bro, have you seen it? Not yet. Oh, my God. I was I, hoping that you watched it. I saw the trailer. It looked really good. My man, it is so trippy and makes, it should make all of us really look inward and think about what we're absorbing, what we're paying attention to. Man, it is so trippy. And it at the end of the movie, it just really makes you think about the next things that you want to do in life. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it tonight. Some people, some people have compared it to like that movie Idiocracy. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Luke Luke Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which I've never seen, but now I I think I I mean I got a gist of it from you know people talking about it over the years, but I've never seen it in its entirety. So now I'm gonna have to go check that out. Yeah. I think I watched half of it. Mm-hmm. Bro, but this movie is woo. It's gonna so, make you think. I saw in the trailer, it was either It's trailer, not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is. It was either in the trailer or a clip that was Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Yes. Lawrence. Right. And the two of them were sitting with two news reporters. Right. And they were trying to get them to understand what was going on. And they mm-hmm. so were just like, yeah, and that's blah, blah, blah. And like totally weren't giving them any credibility and totally yeah. spinning it, you know? Yeah. I don't want you to give the movie away. No, but, I'm not. I'm not. But, yeah, that times... Ten times over throughout the movie. So and like, okay. It's just, it's going to make you really look inward and be like, what are we even doing right now? Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to watch that tonight then. Yeah, you should. Uh, I saw Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man. Uh-huh. This guy, this guy, here he goes. Can't be present, bro. Be present. I, what is the deal? You already, you already lose sight of your thoughts. And then you want to grab your phone to even throw you more off track. I bet, I bet you're going to say, the next thing you're going to say is, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> so Spider, the new Spider-Man... What I was now going to say is I'm keeping an eye on my phone because my wife is at a doctor's appointment with my mother-in-law from follow-up from surgery. And so, like, when I'm trying to report a podcast and people are, like, hanging in the background, like, what's going on here? My daughter. Jeff is acting out. Uh, my, somebody staring through a window. My daughter looking through the door as if, like, she's never seen anything before. Like, what? 
just, I don't know. So anyway, so how's this? So like I get angry, right? And then all of a sudden the juices start flowing and the words start coming out a little faster. So mother-in-law's fine. Yes, I watched the new Spider-Man. It was really good. I also watched Matrix Resurrections. How's that? Ladies and gentlemen, Usa. welcome to Jeff's Jeff Rants here on Beauty and the Beast Podcast. But how how was how was the Matrix? It I was haven't seen that one yet. Better than I thought it was going to be. So, I was, but it, overall, that that that's more of a it was okay vibe. It it was good. You didn't and, have high expectations, but it didn't blow those expectations away. Correct. Yeah. Correct. A lot of, there was a bunch of fan service, which was like, okay, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I thought the story was kind of cool. The story was cool because I don't want to ruin nothing. How can you say I don't want to ruin nothing when it, 20 years ago was the last Matrix movie, but. Yeah. I also feel like, that, what are, what were they trying to accomplish? I more money? Oh, uh, okay. I, I mean, guess. I guess so, right? Because it's like, what, what... Yeah, at this point, like, what's the... You're probably probably creating not the best storyline and, like, not the best closing. And, yeah, I couldn't... I think that's why I haven't brought myself to watch it yet. So I think... That the story like you're just trying line, to bring a bunch of old characters back and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that the storyline on because it leaves off where it's like, okay, this is pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Like, right, really, you can't go anywhere from there, right? Unless you do a, a totally new story with all new characters. But I think that they they worked it pretty good, like the story on. Did they? Did they work it pretty good? They worked it pretty good, I think. <laughs> the ending was uh, a little cheesy. I saw it coming, so yeah. But yeah, if you don't expect much, then you won't be disappointed. Then, yeah. Okay. Uh, did we discuss last time? I saw the harder they fall. Did you see that? I don't. No, I think you and I talked about that on the side. I don't think we talked about it on here, though. Okay. Bro, really, really good movie. Oh, we might have. I don't, I don't think we <laughs> I did. I think, it was, I think I it was remember. on the phone. I think yeah. it was on the phone. But another good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So just to throw out what else I'm watching, uh, I'm re-watching the first season of The Witcher. Because mm-hmm. uh, the wife I've hasn't seen, seen that, one. dude. Henry Cavill is such a studly dude, bro. Uh huh. And a great actor. So, uh, rewatching great. that because great. Uh, I think he's a tier. I don't you think he's think... a B. Wait, we're talking about Superman, right? I'm talking about um. The man from Uncle. Why? Why won't you? Why won't you call him Superman? Doesn't he play Superman? 
because the way that you said, we're talking about Superman, right? That's a great <laughs> guy. As if, as if to say, like, people that play uh, superheroes can't act. No, I didn't the, mean it like that. I just mean that I don't think... What are we begging it for? I wouldn't put him in the category of, like, great. Listen. I think, I think great happens when you have... What has been his breakthrough performance? If there is Denzel and there's Henry Cavill, they are not on the same level, brother. <laughs> but but well, what I'm Denzel's saying... Denzel's great, right? He is great. But I don't think Henry Cavill's a B actor. If Denzel is an A actor... Denzel then, is A++++. Plus 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 superstar okay. in his own stratosphere. Denzel so is so good that... He could star in a movie about he's a government official and he has secret documents about an alien invasion in New Mexico. Well, it would be amazing and it should happen. Also, we should have a, a, a segment on this podcast called, called Denzel Can Do No Wrong. I'm up for that. And that's where, just where you come in with a new Denzel thing. You go into his, uh, uh, it's not a portfolio of movies. What is it called? Into his, into his, uh. Discography? Is that what it is? A discography? Discography? I guess. I guess so. You go into his discography, his laser discography of movies, and, uh, you, you come his... in, you come in to the show and talk about one of them. Okay. His body yeah. of work. There you go. His body of work. Okay. I, cool. I think we should. I think we should add that to the mix. Okay. Uh, Jeff. So, other than your kids sneaking up behind you, uh, what's going on in Casa de la Fremid, man? Why don't you start off first? Because I am not in Casa de la Fremid. Uh, what I has... ask? Hey, I ask the questions here. <laughs> Well, I probably don't want to bring down the podcast so early. Okay, well, well, let's not bring down the podcast then. But let's let's get real. Like you know, our our responsibility on this podcast is to uh, put some positivity back out into the world, and uh, you know, I like to say enchant the world and and try to bring a little bit of laughter, uh, you know, but also keep it real. Um, I want to know. What, you know, I put a tweet out the other day and it said, I said, what does it say about us if we can't forgive? Really, right? The tweet that I wanted to put out was, what does it say about me if I can't forgive? But I was like, well, this is for everybody. So what does it say about us if we can't forgive? Okay. Right? I just wanted to get your initial reaction to that. Can I get some substance or context to it? Was there something behind it? Motherfucker. I'm just asking you, what does it say about us if we can't forgive? What's your initial reaction to that? I don't know. I am somebody that can forgive, so the question does not pertain to me. Wow. But it does. It does. It does. Because you just said... I am somebody that can forgive. And you are someone that can forgive because why? Right? 
So then I'm now laughing. you're talking about. Go Hold ahead. On. You're laughing because of what? Because we both know that there's have been people that I have numerously forgiven. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, facts. Facts. Forgiven multiple times and mm-hmm. kept getting messed over. Yeah, and so why? Why? Right? Because... If you go back to the question. So, I'm a firm believer that people are human and people fuck up. You know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I... Not everybody is forthcoming about their private lives, right? So I don't know what somebody's going through, right? So I try to tell my kids that, like, before you go jumping down somebody's throat because they do something, walk a mile in their shoes. So mm-hmm. they could they could have just got news that they they have cancer. They might have just lost somebody in their family. Just something bad might have happened. So you don't know. So I give people the benefit of the doubt. Normally, until they give me reason or they prove me wrong. So I feel that, you know, people screw up. I've screwed up and I've asked for forgiveness. And there have been times when people have told me to go kick dirt. And didn't forgive me. And then there are those who are like, you know what? You're good. Um, So I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. What if you feel like you have walked a mile in that person's shoes? What if, what if your kids came back to you and be like, pops, I've tried. I've, I've walked next to this person. I've been there with them. And yet still, I can't get past this thing. And if they have looked at it from every side, if they have, you got to bring it up to the person, right? You Mm -hmm. can't just do all this analyzing on your own. You have Mm -hmm. to, at some point, bring it up to the person because then I'm one that at the end of the day, when I lay my head down at night, I want to say in this situation, Did I try everything within my means Mm -hmm. to, to fix it, better it, look at it from their point of view, the whole bit, you know? Um, and there, there are two people in my life right now that I have cut, cut off Mm -hmm. after forgiving Mm -hmm. one of them, forgiving and forgiving and forgiving and the same stuff, and you yourself were like, dude, you're a sucker. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you forgiving this person? Um, because you saw through it, and you knew that it was going to be the same old, same old time and time again. Well, I think there's a difference between forgiving and like just being on a completely different page with somebody. Right, and so... Like, to me, when when you've tried, like you said, what if my daughter comes to me and says, I've tried everything? Well, mm-hmm. if you s- seriously have tried everything, then, yeah. You know, if you want to cut that person and not forgive, then you tried, you know? If you forgive them, you know, I think the first time, forgive them. 
unless it's something so egregious that it's unforgivable, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think Is somebody there, gets forgiven. Are there are there things out there that are unforgivable? Yes. And last time you were like, except for the like the sinful things, and I was like, yeah. Oh, well, did we like, talk about forgiveness last time? No, no, no. But oh, we ju- just that that exact sentence came up you were like is there things that aren't and you gotta, it was love, a few- you gotta love jeff's internet right now his lo-fi that he's working with <laughs> bro i'm hardwired i'm hardwired yeah, yeah yeah you are yeah you are it's you this time you. chris i see myself perfectly fine um so yeah so now let me ask you like What's the meat and potatoes behind that question? The meat and the the carne y papas. Was there an actual situation where you found yourself questioning that? Papas y carne. You know, I think forgiveness for many folks, you know, yourself, uh, myself included, uh... Sometimes not an easy thing to do, and I know that we should be forgiving people because everybody is flawed. Yet sometimes it's just so difficult to see yourself forgiving someone. And in what regard, though, is it? Because of who the person is, or is it because of the thing that they did? I think it's 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 probably easier to forgive and forget something that's been done to you by someone who isn't uh, as close to you. Maybe somebody does something, they're not that close to you anyway. You can forgive and you can forget, and then you can move on. Because you don't but expect think, any more from that person. Exactly. But when there's a constant around, you know, and maybe the relationship has been uh, fortified, when you're in a position of having to forgive, then, uh, you know, I think there's, there's, if you haven't truly done the inner work where you can just see it as a black and white thing and you can say, well, this is just the way of the universe or however you want to put it. And um, you have to see that situation for what it is and uh, forgive and move on because then it's going to probably do more damage to you than it should. Uh, Then... You know, it's a, I think it's a hard place to be in. And I think it takes a lot of practice and work. And so when I say, what what does it say about us or what does it say about me if I can't forgive? I mean, ultimately, I think it says that there's a lot of work that I need to do on myself because all of us are flawed. And if it's that challenging for me to forgive somebody, then that means that I still have a tremendous amount of work to do for myself. 
You see, I think it really depends on the situation, bro, because it's, if something was done out of malice, then mm. that's very different than if it's done out of ignorance. Mm-hmm. And ignorance, not ignorance in a bad way, but ignorance, maybe not the brightest person in the world, you know? Well, if somebody does something out of malice, do, I mean, those people, those are probably some damaged folks, right? And then it's like, still, who am I not to forgive them? Knowing that they're probably damaged in some type of way. To me, do you... So and then ignorance, ignorance is like, do they truly not know any better? So why don't I forgive them? I am the type that like to surround myself with positive, good people, right? So now if somebody comes into my group that let's say is new, that acts in a malicious type of way doing something, then I'd probably be le- less, I, I, I would not forgive as easily because somebody with malice in their heart and malice in their head, that's not a good person, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, do I even want this person surrounding me? So I might mm-hmm. just do away with them altogether, you know, yeah. but I would do some digging first. I would bring it up first, like, hey, by the way, you know, and I'm very good at reading people. So it's like, if I thought that they were BSing me, like, oh, so sorry, didn't realize. And I knew it was BS. Mm-hmm. I just cut, cut them, you know. Um, I almost would have more patience for somebody that. But would you? <laughs> would you? Yeah. Absolutely. Like malice, like doing something bad, bro. I mean, okay, okay, yeah, you know. So, we know somebody straight up who, like, told me, you know, where I reached out. Everybody does. We ain't got to call anybody out because, you know, I'm not people, I'm not using names, but I'm not right, I'm not gonna use names, but just the situation where I reached out to somebody and said, Hey, you have some skills doing this, like. Mad skills, right? You have a you have a very special set of skills. <laughs> but for real. Man, if you continue to hit me with that flubbly flubbly fake laugh, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> I knew I knew it was fake this time too because you chuckled and then you took a sip of your drink. Because you didn't want to continue the fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Just kidding. Um But so reached out to this person. Sure, not a problem. I'll have this for you on this day. Okay, cool. Day rolls around. Nothing, 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 nothing. Promise the world. Nothing. And straight up, I was like, yo, I get if you're busy, just be straight up. Right? Like under promise, over deliver. Right? That's everybody knows that. So it came to a point where it was like, at first it was where I was being told, I'll do this for nothing because we're family. And then it was where a- after that, I was just like, yo, I will pay you. Like, 
it was never an issue with that. I would have paid you straight up. After that, I was like, we're family, but we're like, we're kind of like second cousins. <laughs> right. So literally it came down to where it was adopted third cousins now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but wound up that didn't talk for a while. Then spoke again, gave another chance for something, right? Uh, not another chance, but just kind of like mended it. I was like, you know what? Let bygones be bygones, this, that, the other thing. And so we were seeing each other and everything was cool and met up to hang out, met up to hang out. And at the time, I was let go from my job. Didn't Bro, have this shit, <laughs> this shit is super explicit. Everybody gonna know who who this is, not, man. No, they're not. <laughs> Nobody's Are gonna you know. Serious right now? Are you yeah. kidding me? Okay. O- only ahead. like you. Go ahead. The pers- you the person and Chris like know who. Okay. Okay. So winds up that I had lost. Well, now the person's gonna realize that I'm talking about. Of course, what I'm gonna say now, but yeah, yeah. And which I'm fine about. Don't matter to me. I'm an open book. You know that. Because so, because all because all is forgiven. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, I don't even know if I told you this then. You might be hearing this for the first time. So. Uh-oh. Here we go. I had lost my job. No money rolling in whatsoever. And the person was like, yo, you know, I could see you doing like TikTok, right? Set you up doing TikTok, rolling out videos. Then you can monetize TikTok and it'll blow up. I can guarantee you, I will hold your hand, get you set up. Just send me stuff and I'll post it for you. And I'm like, dude, or do that. You got so way too much. the person wanted to be like your, your, your social media manager. I guess so, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I was like, you got way too much on your plate. It's cool. No, for real. I want to do this for you. I'm like, bro, in the past, you know, we had those things that I always said, just be straight up. It's cool. You don't have to. No, bro. Fucking love you. And this and that, I want to help you. This way you have some money rolling in and it could be really big and just positivity videos. And I think you do really good on TikTok. I was like, all right, cool. Long story short, hell's no. It's been like 15 minutes already. Winds up that it was my mom got sick and I had, I had posted something on TikTok. And he hit me up like, wow, dude, you know, like, I really felt that, like, you know, make some videos and I'll just post them for you. Like, every day or every other day or whatever the hell there's an algorithm with TikTok. And I'm like, all right, so I start recording videos, send the videos, nothing gets posted. So I'm like, what's up? Radio silence. Record a few more videos. Send the videos. Nothing. What's up? I'm like, dude, what's going on? So he's like, I'm sorry. I got busy. It'll definitely be up 
Sunday and it was like Friday. So I'm like, cool. Doesn't go up Sunday. I'm like, what's up? Wait, are you talking about me? No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now that was a real laugh. <laughs> um, so winds up that doesn't go up Sunday and I was in a sort of way close to my mom and just, it was bad. So I was like, you know what, dude, forget it. I can no longer be friends with you. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have given you chance after chance after chance in the past. I've given you chance after chance after chance now. And I'm like, it, it's breaking my fucking heart. You know, I'm sitting here like an idiot. Like a fucking idiot because I'm repeating the same shit. I'm sitting there with you telling me that you're going to do this because you love me. Because we're friends. Because we're family. I just can't do it no more. And that was it. He tried, he tried, to, he tried to Vin Diesel you. He tried to Fast and Furious you. Like, we're family. <laughs> Obviously not. But yeah, dude. But I sent a text like a week later, like, yo, I'm pissed because he has one of my Stephen King books. So Mm. I was like, yo, here's my address. Mail me the shit. And he's like, I'm not going to mail it, but I'll come drop it off. I'm like, I actually don't want to see you. So Mm. please mail my shit. And he hasn't mailed the shit. So. So here's the question. Have you. Forgiven this person? No. Why? Because I've walked a mile in their shoes. I have tried everything. Everything. What does that? Here's a. Here's a. What does that have to do with forgiveness? Because if. Why am I going to allow myself to be let down again by this person if I forgive doesn't, them? Doesn't mean that you have. Doesn't mean that you have to continue to walk with the person, but can you forgive and cut off, or do you hold on to it? Do you hold on to all of those thoughts and feelings and emotions around it, and still cut the person off, but still have all of those emotions? When you talk about it, right? So can, is forgiveness truly letting it go doesn't mean you have to interact or engage with the person again. But does forgiveness mean truly letting it go so that it doesn't eat us up on the inside, right? So that's what I, what does it say about us if we can't forgive? So the so question I, to you is... I think it depends even, on the individual because with me with this person they're dead to me so bro that's see no but there are no emotions involved so honestly like but do you think that you saying that this person is dead to me is an emotion comes from an emotional place it's just a fact but it, it the fact that's based in the relationship and the emotions around the relationship. 
No, because I can I can talk to you right now about this person and I feel absolutely no sort of way about them whatsoever. Like I'm not upset anymore. And to me, like I'm that type of person. Now, if it was somebody like you But the the line, the like, line, the line, I would I, I get what you're saying is that I don't feel any I can talk about it and not have a, a reaction to it. But the the line that you just said that this person is dead to me is a reaction to it. It was right? just it was just uh uh But by you saying it by you saying it, does that not demonstrate? And I'm, I'm just talking this out, right? By anybody saying that, oh, that person's dead to me. Does that not then demonstrate that there is still some emotion attached to that situation? Mm. I'm not trying to reach either. I'm just saying. No, yeah. I, I just, I don't. Maybe it's hard because it's me. Because once somebody gets like that to me and Mm -hmm. they're like, I have no plans on ever speaking to this person again, unless it's to get my goddamn Stephen King book back. Like (laughs) that. There's no sort of feelings at all, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and just, I don't know. Which I think is a, which I, I would say is a better way to put it. And probably, less emotionally connected than saying that somebody's dead to me, right? So I think the way that you just teed it up where you were like, I can go and get what this person has of mine that's in their possession and I can converse with them and I can have no reaction to that, not thinking that they're here or they're not here and just keep it moving versus being like, that person's dead to me. Yeah, and it was just like, and I still, you see, it's that stupid brain of mine. This something of speech is what that's called. A term, whatever the hell it is. That right, dead, right. dead to me. Um, uh-huh. A figure of speech? Figure of speech. Thank you. Uh-huh. Just a figure of speech. That's all. But is it? But is it? And I'm not trying. I'm not trying. Well, I'm. I might be trying to prove a point somehow. But I'm not trying to. But I'm not trying to. I'm trying to use what you said as the example, not you as the example. Right. Right. Because I. I think that. So you say you have. You haven't forgiven this person. You said you haven't forgiven this person. This person is dead to you. Yeah, I have. I haven't forgiven. The fact that this person has not... Has screwed you over. Has, like, when I think friendship, you know, mm-hmm. it's here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when I keep giving and giving and giving... And, and by here, person, for, the, for the for the listeners that can't see you, by, what do you mean by here? An even playing field, right? Okay. A friendship is an even playing field. So, when you give to me... I'll take a little bit, but then I'll give back to you, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just appreciating a friendship, you know, and he Mm -hmm. has truly shown me that he doesn't appreciate the friendship because it was lie after lie after lie. 
I don't lie, period, especially to my friends and especially to close friends and especially to friends that say that they're family, mm-hmm. you know? So, right. so, yeah, it's, I, and also the fact, like you said before, like what if my daughter said, like, for a certain point, stand up for yourself and don't let people walk all over you and don't, if they keep doing the same thing over and over and over, like, yeah, kick them to the curb. You know, like, yeah. why are you going to waste your time? Do kick them to the curb, but do you forgive and then kick them to the curb? Like, a, in an instance, like where it's a one-off, yeah, forgive them and kick them to the curb. When it's something like this, where it has been time after time after time, and I've given chance after chance after chance, mm-hmm. on, like, four different occasions, mm-hmm. nah. So you don't forgive. forgive. I don't. You you are unforgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Unforgivable. Unforgivable. That's what you are. <laughs> but um, no, I appreciate that. You know, I just wanted to. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not necessarily trying to answer the question. But I think it's something that the listeners can walk away with and think about and say, wow, like how, how am I forgiving people? What does it mean if I can't forgive? How, how do I hold on to whatever exists within me around that circumstance if what if I can or can't forgive? So what do you think about it? So you pose the question, what are your feelings on it? Like, are you the forgiving type all the time or are you? Well, I think it's a, it's a process. And I think we've talked about transformation before. And uh, I think it takes real inner work in order to be a forgiving person. I think that I think that naturally many of us are forgiving people. Uh at least I like to think that. But right. true true what is true forgiveness? What is the act of truly forgiving and letting it go and not having it drive your emotional state whenever the circumstance is reintroduced. Right? Right. So I think that takes a lot of work and I think that I've tried to forgive. I think I have examples on I think I have examples on both sides of the spectrum where I feel like I've truly forgiven and moved on and um probably some instances where I've said that I've forgiven and I haven't truly moved on and some instances where I haven't forgiven at all. And I think that it, it it's all a, a part of a process and it's a part of the inner work and it's a part of transformation. And it's probably if, especially if we didn't grow up in a certain type of environment, it's probably way more difficult 
to forgive, truly forgive, and not be emotionally connected to it somehow. Right. For you to even pose the question, is there something within you that thinks that there's something wrong with not forgiving? Do I think that there's something wrong with not forgiving? I don't think I can intelligently say that there's something wrong with not forgiving. I think that by forgiving, we free ourselves of a lot of what could bring us down as it relates to whatever that circumstance is. If you dwell on Um, it. Yeah, if you well, if you dwell on it, if you're triggered by something that brings it up, right? Like it, right. if you if you if if you're truly going to forgive, then uh, I think that there's a lot of work behind it. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know that I know the answer to what it takes to forgive or to, um be a forgiving person because I'm still working through it myself. Hmm. But, but I think it's the opportunities there for all of us. And so the hope is that people will assess the way that they forgive. Yeah. I mean, to truly forgive somebody, it's definitely not something that I think the majority of people just do. It's definitely something that has to be worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so I appreciate us taking a crack at that, man. I appreciate you uh, illuminating it through your own personal story. Yeah, ditto, bro. And, I mean, after listening to you, I don't... Well, you, you even said you haven't forgiven that person, so... <laughs> You're like, yeah, no, and fuck, I have it. I have it, bro. And I'm not going to say that I am going to forgive that person. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. I th- and that's, I think it's important that you said that last part, that I'm okay with that. And I think that's the, that's probably, that's another piece of it, right? Is like, whether you forgiven or not forgiven, being okay with the decision that you made to do either one of those things. And in either circumstance, still doing the work to not be attached to that thing. Right. That's what's tough. Because I feel like if you, if you don't forgive, I think you're just carrying it. Yeah. You're going to yeah. be, if you never get this book. You're just going to be carrying that for the remainder of your days, bro. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get the book back. I know it. Right. So you're going to be carrying it. You're going to be I carrying it. I won't be, though. I won't be. What makes you think that you won't be? Because I'm not anymore. Like I, I said, it's like... If I think about certain things, then I know that I'll get triggered and get worked up. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are things that have been said to me throughout the years that I will carry with me till the day I die. 
you know, and if I think about them, I'll, I'll get upset or I'll get angry, you know, and mm -hmm. that's car carrying it with me. Yeah. But in this instance, there's nothing, mm -hmm. you know, so. And uh, it, it'd be, it would be interesting to really do some, some research on forgiveness and because there are instances that, you know, you see on TV every now and again or you read about where it's like somebody's family was taken from them and one family member, like, forgives the person, the murderer in court or whatever it might be. Right. And, you know, to, the, to us, it's like, wow, like... That person is forgiving this person in the most extreme circumstance. So who am I to to not forgive somebody for holding on to a book, right? And right. and I, I say that you know in jest, but it's like really the work that it takes to get to a point where something like that can be taken from you and you can forgive. And if you truly move on from that then I want to know what it takes to get there. Yeah, I good on them, bro. I I would never yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think I agree. I'd be able to. I, yeah, I agree like what like and that's what I that's what I mean when I ask the question. What right. does it say about us that we can't forgive? Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Jeffs Joint. Don't you talk. You just play it. The world needs oh, okay. now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little What the world needs now is love, sweet love. That's it, baby. Big Jeff, tell us about it. So first off, we're doing something a and little different. And I was about to get on you for a second. I was about to get on you for a second. I'm good. <laughs> I, you were yelling at me. <laughs> but we're, we realize that if one day the Beauty and the Beast when? Mode podcast and when? entertainment... We're when we take over the world and we become a big, big deal podcast, that we can't be playing songs that we don't have the rights to and licenses to. So, going forward from this episode on, I will be singing Ooh. every That's, Jeff's joint. That, this, is, this is fascinating to me because if you know about Jeff's joint, then you know that this spans across all genres of music. And so the talent, not only the talent, but like the research, like this is going to be because typically, bro, you come into Jeff's joint and you go based off of because we don't script anything. We come in hot. Right. And so we, we might have to rework yep. some things. But typically, Jeff takes chooses his song based off of where the podcast has gone and where the conversation has gone, which is somewhere we never truly know. 
Yeah, and and still it will be that way. And it'll be kind of like right off the cuff, you know, like obviously throughout the episode, like there'll probably be a little thinking going on. But for the most part, it'll be like when you're doing that whole long (laughs) intro, it'll be like me looking for lyrics maybe or me just thinking about a certain song. Like a true improviser. uh, So today, and let me tell you, there will be days when it doesn't sound so good coming from me. Yeah. You know? Yeye has some sweet pipes. Hey. Hey! Hey! You can say that again. (laughs) (laughs) But, so today is a little, uh, what the world needs Mm -hmm. now. Um, and... I think it kind of goes hand in hand with forgiveness. You know, I think it's thinking about love and what the world needs kind of goes hand in hand with forgiveness a little bit, you know? Um, You know, forgiveness isn't just sometimes a yay or nay thing. Sometimes depending on what the situation was, it could hurt you deep, you know? So you got to find it within yourself to be able to forgive that person Mm. or not, you know, like we spoke about in the episode. So uh, just thinking about the two different emotions Mm kind of teed me up on that song today. Yeah. No, that was good, man. I think it I think it's worthy of the episode and I appreciate you giving a crack at uh, seeing it. And um, I forgive you for for thank you being very much. Slightly off key, but <laughs> thank you. And and I forgive you for thinking that I was going to just start yapping. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Thank you. <laughs> I that I definitely need that. I appreciate you forgiving me for that, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but now we get into a point in the pod. Where Yeye puts out what we like to call the Beast Mode Indeed. Thank you, my brother. So the Beast Mode moment today is brought to us by um, the Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who just passed at 90 years old. And when you talk about forgiveness, who better to bring up than Desmond Tutu? And so this is a quote of his and... uh, I think I I probably, he helped me dive into a lot of these areas like around grace and compassion and forgiveness. And so, um, you know, he's, he's helped me with a lot of the inner work around some of these subjects, which is why I thought it was important to, um, Revere him with our beast mode moment. Forgiveness does not relieve someone of responsibility for what they have done. Forgiveness does not erase accountability. It is not about turning a blind eye or even turning the other cheek. It is not about letting someone off the hook or saying it is okay to do something monstrous. Forgiveness is simply about understanding that 
every one of us is both inherently good and inherently flawed. With every hopeless situation and every seemingly hopeless person lies the possibility of transformation. And so that is your beast mode moment today. Desmond Tutu, 90 years old. If you haven't read any of his work, if you haven't um, had the opportunity to hear him speak, I mean, go to YouTube, find the books. Um, you just Google his name and a bunch of stuff is going to pop up. And uh, yeah, I thought it was important to continue to push his message out with our beast mode moment. Powerful brother. Very powerful. Indeed. Brother. Thank you, my brother. <laughs>